Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of Back to Jakku. Man, it feels good to finally be able to say that. Hello, guys. Uh, what's up? My name's Kevin. You probably know me as Kev28. Uh, this is my brand new Star Wars podcast, Back to Jakku, and it feels good to be here. It feels really good to be here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to have another Star Wars podcast uh, called Live at the Cantina that I did with my best friend that I grew up on Star Wars with, uh, but he kind of bailed on me. No love, you're listening. No hard feelings. Um, but I, I loved doing that podcast. I loved talking about Star Wars, and, and I wanted to continue with that. So I decided I'd, I'd venture off on my own here and do uh, Back to Jakku. And I've been sitting on that name for a long time, so you know it was, it was a good chance to, to use take that opportunity and use it. So what's up, everybody? How how you guys doing? Uh, if you made it this way to the podcast, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, it still blows my mind that there are actually people out there that will listen to me talk about Star Wars. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy, but uh, I love it. I love sharing my passion and my love uh, of Star Wars with others, and I can't be more thankful for that. So this first episode of Back to Jakku, uh, it's kind of just going to be a really informal, kind of off-the-cuff, live um, uh, production, I guess. I'm not going to edit anything. I'm just going to keep the camera rolling, uh, and I'm just going to do kind of like a basic get to know me and kind of my Star Wars story kind of thing. Um, and I think, I think that's a good way to start. That's how we started with Live at the Cantina. So I was like, you know, I'll do the same thing, uh, for Back to Jakku. So, so why not? Um, before I begin, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to Maddie or Auth Brunette on TikTok for making me the logo. Uh, when I decided I was doing my own podcast, I, I had this vision for what I wanted the logo to look like. I wanted like the Jakku um, a desert with a crash star destroyer, and, and Maddie was able to to make that vision a reality for me. So thank you, Maddie, uh, if you're listening. I appreciate it, and I love the logo. With that being said, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. So my name's Kevin. I already said that. You guys know that. Um, and I've been a Star Wars fan my entire life. One of my first memories, like ever, uh, I was probably around four years old. I remember sitting on my living room floor watching A New Hope on on TV. I don't remember much. The only thing I remember is the the purple smoke coming around the door on the Tantive Four, and then the stormtroopers, you know, pouring out and blasting and everything. But that was one of my earliest memories, like ever. Um, and so I can really say that I've been I've been a Star Wars fan my entire life. Uh, even in elementary school, like I was super into Star Wars. I'd play the original Battlefront 2 before school every day uh, just because I loved that game so much. And, and I still think it's the best Star Wars game that exists. That might I might be blinded by nostalgia a little bit on that one, but I think it's it's incredible. Um, and I, I just rewatch all the Star Wars movies over and over again. I think the one I watched the most growing up was Attack of the Clones, but like I had the original trilogy on VHS that I would, I would watch all the time, and, and my childhood was just filled with Star Wars. Even at recess, like at, in elementary school, we'd have imaginary lightsaber fights, but then the like the recess aides would get mad at us or something that said we weren't allowed to do that. Excuse me. So I, you know, Star Wars has literally consumed my life for for the longest time. Um, I mean, there were, there were, you know, Halloweens where I went one year as Anakin, I went another year as Boba Fett, like Star Wars was, was everything to me back then, almost, almost as much as it is now, but, but I'm definitely way more into it now um, than I was back then. Um, but that's the thing though, is, so that was, that was me growing up, right? That was throughout elementary school. 
Uh, but then the way my school district worked was after fifth grade, once you go into sixth grade, you go into the middle school, which is all the elementary school districts. I mean, all the elementary schools in the district combine into one school, and it's the middle school. And back then, Disney hadn't bought Lucasfilm. So the the way, you know, people kind of perceived Star Wars back then was was Star Wars wasn't cool. Like Disney hadn't bought Lucasfilm yet, had no plans for, for future Star Wars. And Star Wars was seen as this like nerdy thing. Like if you liked Star Wars and you expressed interest for Star Wars, you were going to be, be labeled as a nerd. And me going into this new school with all these new people, I didn't want to be seen that way. I didn't want to be seen as a nerd. So what I did was I kind of just gave up on Star Wars. I literally like disassociated myself with anything Star Wars. I wanted nothing to do with it. I didn't think about it. I didn't talk about it. I didn't watch any Star Wars movies. I didn't play any Star Wars games. I literally kind of shut Star Wars out of my life. Um, and that lasted for years. That was at least three to four years, um, maybe more, of just not wanting anything to do with Star Wars. That was until Disney bought Lucasfilm and, and announced that they were making more Star Wars movies. Uh, and and so at that time, I was like, you know, they're rolling out the, the teasers and everything for uh, Force Awakens episode seven. And like, I, I'm, you know, in that, in that stage, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I can easily see myself getting back into Star Wars if this movie is good. Um, but it wasn't until I saw Force Awakens opening night with all my friends that I was, I was fully back into Star Wars. And you guys know, uh, for those of you who don't, but the sequels are my favorite, uh, Star Wars trilogy. I love them so much. Force Awakens is my favorite Star Wars movie. And, and a big reason of that is that experience I had opening night on The Force Awakens. Um, it, it single-handedly brought me back into Star Wars, and I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for that that night. I remember that day so vividly. So it was a it was a Friday, but the the way that like the movie theaters works, like they showed um, screenings of the film the Thursday night before, like they had midnight screenings for Thursday. I didn't get to see any of those. So I'm in school. I'm a sophomore in high school at the time. I'm in, I'm in school the next day on that Friday. And some people have already seen the movie. And I'm like, there's not a chance I'm letting myself get this movie spoiled for me. So what I did was I, I had my headphones in all day at school, blasting Metallica as loud as I could. Because I didn't want to hear any spoilers. And I can tell you what, that works. I did not hear any spoilers going into The Force Awakens. Thank goodness. What I did have happen was my ears were ringing by the end of the school day. But that's that's okay. That It was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, and then that night it was like an ice storm. So like trying to get to the movie theater was like took so long. Um, and it was just, it was a crazy night that I remember so vividly. Um, but there's, there's, I haven't had a movie theater experience like that since then. It is by far been the best theater experience I've ever had. I just remember sitting in the theater and then, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away pops up on screen and then Star Wars with, with the music and then everybody in the theater just starts losing their minds. Um, and then even when like all the old characters came back on, on screen and when the camera panned to the Falcon, everybody in the theater just goes crazy. It was such an incredible experience. And I, I can safely say that I wouldn't be doing this right now if it wasn't for that night. Uh, so that's a big reason why The Force Awakens is my favorite. If you want to know more about why I love The Force Awakens so much, you can check out Darth Chocolate's Darth Choco's podcast, uh, The High Ground. I was on his Force Awakens episode. So uh, <laughs> go check that out if you're interested. But yeah, so I was out of love uh, with Star Wars for a long, long time. And that wasn't until The Force Awakens that, that it reeled me back in. So that's a big reason why the sequels and 
and The Force Awakens are are my favorites. Uh, talking more about kind of myself and some of my other Star Wars favorites, uh, my favorite character in all of Star Wars is Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo for many, many reasons. Um, it's it's too much to go into right now, and I'm planning on doing an entire episode based on on Kylo Ren, so I'm not gonna not gonna go too deep into it right now. But basically, he's one of the most complex and and developed characters in all of Star Wars, and there's so much depth to him that you wouldn't understand if you just kind of looked at his character on a surface level. Kylo Ren is a character you really need to dive deep into and to really think critically about to fully understand. But once you do that, you can see he's one of the most complex characters in all of Star Wars. Um, and, and I absolutely love Kylo Ren. So much so that somehow I ended up doing a, a Kylo Ren cosplay. Uh, don't know how that happened, but um, that's that's part of the TikTok story that I'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, Kylo Ren is one of my favorite, is my favorite character. Not one of, he is my favorite character. Second place is Rey. I love Rey Skywalker. Um, ever since The Force Awakens, I just thought she was really likable. Uh, and, and I kind of find myself having some similar traits and characteristics to her because you know we're both independent we both know that if we want something done we kind of have to do it ourselves and and you know once she does kind of find her place and, and find her belonging uh she she understands the value of friendship and the value of people and i'm kind of the same way i have a very close um small close-knit group of friends that i've been friends with for years uh and i know i know that same value of, of friendship and everything so in a way i guess i do kind of see a little bit of myself in in Ray Skywalker, and I I think that's kind of why I like her character so much. Um, and Daisy Ridley is a fantastic actress. Uh, same with Adam Driver; like they their performances in the sequel trilogy are just incredible, incredible, incredible. Uh, third favorite Star Wars character, and it, it kind of hurts me to have him at number three, not number one, but it's Boba Fett. My my entire childhood, I was a Boba Fett fanboy. I thought he was the coolest character ever like ever to exist like he didn't do much like because this was well before the mandalorian so he was only in uh five and six but he didn't do much but that i didn't care a little seven-year-old kevin didn't care he, he just looked cool uh and, and i was like that is that is the coolest character i've ever seen in my entire life so i i kind of became a boba fett fanboy i was obsessed with boba fett I had a Boba Fett collection. Granted, not as big of a collection as Noah's Han Solo collection, if, if Noah, if you're listening to this. But man, oh man, I loved Boba Fett. I, I wanted to get my hands on literally every piece of Boba merch I could find. He was he was by far my favorite character. And, and in a way, I am surprised a little bit that he's not my favorite anymore. Because um, I, I never thought that would have happened, that he would have gotten over, overtaken. But yeah, I'm still a Boba Fett fanboy. I lost my mind. Uh, this season of The Mandalorian when when he returned. Uh, I was actually listening to the first episode of Live at the Cantina before this to prepare. And um, there I was talking about how there was one night last year when season one was was the only season of The Mandalorian. It was, I was talking about episode five at the end of the episode when, when it was uh, Fennec kind of laying dead on, on the sands of Tatooine. And you can hear those boots like walking up. And, and I was there was one night at college last year where I was going back and forth between that and uh, Empire Strikes Back when Boba walks in uh, the dining room next to Vader. And I was like, that's Boba Fett. That is the exact same sound of the boots. It has to be him. Uh, and I was right. And I said in that episode, in that first episode of Live at the Cantina, I said, if this is Boba Fett or Boba Fett comes back, I'm going to lose my mind. That's exactly what happened. I was so hyped this season of The Mandalorian. Uh 
And I've been waiting my entire life for a Boba Fett spinoff, and we're finally getting it. The Book of Boba Fett coming out later this year. I am so excited. I've been waiting my entire life for this, so I am pumped for that. My my fourth favorite character I'll talk about, uh, it's Snap Wexley. If you guys know me, I, uh, I'm i the self, self-proclaimed self number one Snap Wexley fan. Uh, I love Snap Wexley, and it took me a really long time to figure out why. Because um, I read the Aftermath books. After I read the first Aftermath book, that's kind of when I, I really became a Snap Wexley fan. And, and, you know, I finished the trilogy. Uh, and by the way, read the Aftermath books if you haven't. They're really good. Uh, but I couldn't figure out why I liked Snap Wexley so much. Like, why am I attaching on to this side character who really has no purpose in the in the story as, as far as the movie goes? And then I realized it's me and Snap Wexley are the same person. Like, I don't relate to a Star Wars character more than I relate to Snap Wexley. And it's for the weirdest reason. So basically... Think about Snap Wexley. I'm talking in the movies. Think about Snap in the movies. What is, what is he? What does he do? Not much. He's just kind of there, right? He just kind of exists. But he's always there if you need him to be, and he's always going to be down to help out. And, and he seems like the kind of guy that's down for a good time whenever, you know? I'm the same way. Like, back in high school, my friends used to give me crap for, like, what's Kevin's point? Like, what's Kevin doing here? Like, he's just kind of existing. He's not doing much. Uh... And, and I was like, that's exactly what Snap Wexley is. Like, what's Snap Wexley doing? He's just kind of existing. But he's there if you need him to be. And he's always down for a good time. I'm like, that's me. Like, that's crazy. That's exactly how I am. Uh, so there, when I had that epiphany one night of why I re- love Snap Wexley so much, that, that, that made it all make sense, which I just think was really funny. Um, so those are my favorite characters in Star Wars. I haven't decided who my fifth favorite character is, but those are just the top four. Um, now talking about, I mentioned that The Force Awakens is my favorite movie. Sequels are my favorite trilogy. I'm kind of, I think I'm going to do what we did for the first episode of Live at the Cantina, Cantina, excuse me, is just kind of talk about our favorites throughout Star Wars. Um, so like I asked Noah on the first episode, like what's your favorite scene or sequence from each trilogy? Um, so I guess I'll just repeat what I said really quick. My favorite scene or sequence from the prequels is the opening of Revenge of the Sith, the battle over Coruscant, um, when, you know, they go onto the Invisible Hand. I believe that's what Grievous's ship is called. And they fight Dooku. I just love the opening of Revenge of the Sith. I think it's so much fun, and it's it's just really good. Um, it's exciting Star Wars. Um, favorite uh, sequence from the original trilogy is probably the Battle of Hoth. I really like the Battle of Hoth. I always have... I love the ATATs. I love the snowtroopers. I've everything about the Battle of Hoth was just super cool. And now having read Lost Star, Stars, excuse me, by Claudia Gray, I love the Battle of Hoth just a little bit more. Um, and favorite trilogy during, I mean, favorite trilogy. Wow, talking's hard sometimes. Favorite sequence during the sequels is probably no, not probably. It is redeemed Ben Solo um, at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. That's my favorite scene in all of Star Wars is the lightsaber handoff. Because Redeem Ben Solo is the best Ben Solo. I'm not going to get too much into it right now because, like I said, we're going to do an entire episode about Kylo Ren Ben Solo, but I loved Redeem Ben Solo. Absolutely loved. Ben deserved better. Um, so moving on, I kind of want to talk about why I'm here almost, but but mainly like my TikTok story because my TikTok story is, is quite interesting to say the least. So it was, De- it was around December... 2019 i was convinced to downloading tiktok by some friends because i thought it was just like this this dumb app for like dancing and and lip syncing and i really wanted nothing to do with that i wanted no part of that 
Uh, but then they showed me some funny videos, and they're like, oh, it's going to be the next Vine. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll download the app. Uh, then, you know, I, I found out that TikTok's actually pretty entertaining. Like, there's some there's some quality stuff on there. Um, and I, I never planned on making videos. And then the first couple videos I did, did make was, was, like, January 2020, um, up when I was at college. I was just making these dumb videos for my friends to see. Like, I had no plans on, on making my account public because my, my account was set on private. Uh, and I was just making these videos for my friends to see. But then it was May 4th, 2020. So at this time, we're already sent home because uh, of because of COVID and everything. And it was Star Wars Day. And May 4th is Star Wars Day, which is actually in two days from now. I'm recording this on May 2nd. So that's exciting. Um, but I wanted to do something to celebrate Star Wars Day on TikTok. Because by this time, I, I put my account on public. And I had one video uh, I made, which is with, like uh, introduce your friend group with like the Super Smash Bros. audio. Um, in the background and that video got like 900 views which at the time I thought was absolutely ridiculous uh so I so on May 4th I wanted to do something to celebrate Star Wars Day so what I did was I made uh, a Star Wars movie ranking video and you can imagine how that went um I don't remember exactly what order I put it in I think my top three were um The Force Awakens Revenge of the Sith and Rise of Skywalker at the time that has definitely changed by now um but, but people weren't happy that I had two uh, out of three sequels in, in my top three. Uh, and that was the first time I really experienced any hate and, and everything. But like it wasn't it wasn't too bad. The video only got about a thousand views, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Fast forward to it was May 20th, 2020. It was like two two thirty in the morning. At this point, my sleep schedule is super messed up because all we're doing is sleeping all day and playing Warzone all night because that's the stage of quarantine we were in. Um, so it's like 2.30 in the morning. I post a TikTok. There was like this this popular audio going around. I don't even know what it was. But it, uh, the TikTok was like, just show your favorites. So like, I made it Star Wars, of course. I did like favorite character, favorite trilogy, favorite movie, favorite scene. Obviously, all of those having to do with Kylo Ren and the sequels, basically. Um, and that video didn't get views initially. But two weeks later, it blew up. And it got like 24,000 views, I think. That was crazy. 24,000 views was absolutely absurd. I thought when I hit 10,000 views and you, you can see the K uh, in your in your video views, I thought that was crazy. But then it hit 24,000. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and, and from that video, people were following me. So what that told me was people want to see Star Wars content. And at that point, I was like, I'm going to keep making Star Wars content. Um but but that video also did bring me a lot of hate and a, a lot of you know fake fan you don't deserve to watch Star Wars all that nonsense uh, and it, it was really hard to deal with because that was the first time I ever had to experience anything like that. Um, since then, obviously, I've gotten a lot better uh, with that. That stuff doesn't even phase me anymore. But um, back then, it was kind of like a big deal. Um, but but you know, I was getting attention from that video and I was getting followers. I'm like, oh my gosh, people actually want to see what I have to say uh so from that point forward I, I dedicated my TikTok page to a Star Wars account uh wasn't really expecting anything from it I was just making these dumb little Star Wars videos for fun but but you know it was slowly but surely gaining you know traction and, and gaining more followers and I was just like oh my gosh this is this is insane um and and it was it was crazy. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to uh, members of the Filoni Fam Discord community. If any of you guys are watching this, um, you guys were like my first Star Wars friends on TikTok, and and I'll always always be thankful for that. Um, 
because because that was like when I only had like 200 followers, I think, which when you guys kind of reached out to me and invited me to the Discord. Um, but yeah, it was it was insane. Uh, and it was funny too because my biggest fear in life back then uh, was having people I know in real life find my TikTok. Like, oh my gosh, I'm making these cringy, embarrassing Star Wars TikToks. I don't want anybody I know in real life seeing this. Um, but then eventually there was a point where where I was just getting too much too much traction that that was inevitable. Like people were finding my my TikTok, and so I was like, okay, well I can't hide it anymore. I guess I kind of have to embrace it. Uh, so I was like plugging my TikTok, whoever I talked to, wherever I went, I just like, I figured like, we might as well just go all in on this. So that's what I did. Um, so it was, I hit a thousand followers in September, 2020. And I thought that was the biggest deal in the world. Like I was so pumped and so psyched that I hit a thousand followers because all I really wanted to do was, was to go live on TikTok because you need a thousand followers to do that. So I was so excited that I, that I hit that milestone so I could go live. And it was funny. The first time I went live too, I had my guitar in my hands because I didn't know what to do. Somebody came in and asked me to play Wonderwall. So I literally started playing Wonderwall and singing it on my first ever TikTok live. I just think that was really funny. Um, and so, yeah, we, we hit that in February. Uh, we hit 10,000 in um, February. I mean, we hit a thousand in September, 2020. We hit, 10,000 in February 2021 which is insane and I still can't wrap my head around how many people that actually is like the fact that there's 10,000 people that care enough about what I have to say to hit the follow button blows my mind and will forever blow my mind that is just absolutely crazy but I'm still thankful for that um so we're at, we're sitting at at 12.5 thousand followers right now which is just incredible and awesome and you know all the good good uh descriptive words and i'm so thankful for that uh but by far the best part of this whole tiktok experience has been the people i've met and the community i've found on on star wars tiktok because it was rough at the beginning for me getting all that hate and all those nasty comments with with somebody who's never had to experience any of that before uh, it was it was rough and it was definitely getting to me. But then I realized that there's 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 more good people in the community. Like I mentioned, the Filoni fam uh, Discord community, they were the first ones I really connected with. And then, you know, from there, I've just been meeting so many incredible people and incredible Star Wars creators. And, and it's by far been the best part about TikTok. 100% undoubtedly it's it's the people and I'm so thankful for that and I'm thankful for you guys if you're listening to this if you made it all the way to the podcast thank you guys so much uh it's it's incredible it's insane um but yeah just the people have they've meant so much to me and it's it's been the best part of TikTok for sure um and you know I'm just I'm just very thankful I've been able to to do all this and to meet all you guys so yes so moving on I want to talk about uh, something I've gone overboard with is uh, Star Wars collecting. It's kind of the last thing I want to talk about in this episode. Uh, I'm a big Star Wars collector. Never used to be, but uh, once COVID kind of happened and, and you know we're stuck at home on quarantine, it's like I needed a hobby. So I uh, kind of unknowing, unknowingly stumbled into Black Series collecting. I My first figure I got in July it was the uh, Force Awakens Kylo Ren. Of course, that's going to be my first figure. And I was like, man, this is a really like nice quality you know, action figure for the price. And it was it was like a snowball effect from there. Like I I started it and I couldn't stop. 
Uh, and that's that's the same spot I'm in now. I have like a shelf with over 60 figures on it. It's insane. But but collecting is so much fun. And, and every time I look over at my shelf, it puts a smile on my face. And I think that's the whole point. Um, but yeah, it definitely became addicting really fast and, you know, kind of expensive, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, and then since then, I've got a couple of the hot toys. If you're watching the video podcast, you can see them sitting next to me. I got Ray and BB-8 from The Force Awakens and Kylo from The Last Jedi. Uh, I got some Star Wars Legos. I got Funko Pops. Uh, I got I got basically a little bit of everything. Vintage, vintage collection figures. I got those on my wall. Um, but but Star Wars collecting is so much fun, and you know I, I have a blast with it. And it's it's a definitely an expensive hobby, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, and also the the whole Kylo cosplay thing. That was crazy. That was something I never expected to happen. Uh, so the story about that is I, I was creeping up on 10,000 followers back in February and, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do a Kylo cosplay. Like there was a, um, there was a point in time on live at the cantina where I was talking about it. Um, but I was like, I'll, I'll never get to that. Like I'll never pull the trigger on something like that. But then I'm creeping up on 10,000 followers on TikTok. It's like, Hey, if I hit 10,000 followers, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll buy the Kylo cosplay. Uh, so I posted that video, that video got 35,000 views. Next morning I woke up. I had 10.1,000 followers, and I was like, shoot, I have to do it now, but I wasn't actually mad. I was kind of excited, um, but I was incredibly nervous to, to kind of jump into the cosplay world at first. Like, it was really intimidating, and I was scared and didn't really know how to feel about it, but then, like, again, the people on TikTok were so encouraging, and the support was so nice, uh, and they, they kind of talked me into it, and, and any doubts I had before that were, were uh, gone after after the encouragement and the support from everybody on tiktok uh and i've just i've had a blast with it it's so much fun i don't make like serious cosplay uh content i make a fool of myself uh, online with with the kylo outfit but like that's the point like i'm not that's what i got it for i'm not here to take myself seriously uh my life model at the moment is life's too short not to embarrass yourself on the internet um so you know we just we just have fun with it and it definitely is a lot of fun um, so yeah, that's going to wrap up the first episode of back to Jakku. Uh, I f- feel so good to finally be able to get to this. It's been at least three months. It's been three to four months that I've been wanting to record this first episode. I just haven't had time. I've been so busy with school and work and I have like no free time. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's finally nice to be able to get to it. Funny story is it is currently 7 p.m. I was recording this around, I'd say it was like 3 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock today. Um, and I, I was probably a minute and a half, two minutes into it, and we lost power. Like, we straight up lost power. And and I, I have a funny clip of um, I have a funny clip of my reaction to when the power went out. Uh, if I end up throwing it in the video, it will be here. Um but yeah, so we lost power and I was like, shoot. So I went and I played nine holes of golf uh, to kill the time while we didn't have power. The power's back now. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to do this episode because uh, I wanted to do it earlier. But we we had some unforeseen um, uh, mishaps, I guess. Um, so yeah, basically for Back to Jack Hugh, this first episode was just kind of like a get to know me, get to know my Star Wars story kind of thing. Um, what I want to do uh, from now on is do... Um, have a different guest on for each episode and to talk about a different topic so like i, I want to do an episode about kylo ren probably do an episode about ray about the sequels about the prequels about the original trilogy everything star wars is is fair game and is on the table 
Um, so I'm probably going to be reaching out to some people pretty soon um, to, to get them on the podcast and to just talk about Star Wars because it's my favorite thing to do. Talking about Star Wars is by far my favorite thing to do. I love it so much. I had so much fun with Live at the Cantina, and I know I'm going to have so much fun with this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. I do have to figure out how um, to record on Zoom. I don't think it's too complicated. I've just never done it before, so I'm going to be looking into that. Um, also, we're doing video podcasts on YouTube, and then I'm going to try and get on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. So so hopefully everything in that regard works out. So back to Jack Q um, on everything, probably. Uh, the information will be in the description of the video. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, what we used to do on Live at the Cantina was uh, me and Owe would do this thing at the end of the episode where we'd say, if you made it this far in the episode, uh, leave a comment down uh, in the, uh, the YouTube comments, and it would always be a hashtag of some sort. So if you made it... Um, if you made it all the way to the end of the episode and you're listening to this, go on YouTube, in the comments, leave the comment, hashtag snap, snap deserved better, because Snap Wexley did in fact deserve better. So hashtag snap deserved better if you made it all this way. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. I'm so excited to, to do more of these, um, and it's, it's going to be a really good time. So thank you again uh, for tuning in and checking it out, and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you.